Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome into the show. It is Betting Across America, and we are presented by BetMGM. I'm Mike Pritchard. I'm your host from Las Vegas, Nevada. Your other host is out on East Coast, out in Boston. It's Josh Applebaum. Good afternoon, Josh. Good afternoon, Pritch. Happy Tuesday, my man. A lot to get to today. We got our buddy Greg Hoops Peterson. So we're able to uh, talk to our buddy Greg Hoops and get his take on some of these final four games and looking toward the championship game as well. And uh, don't forget, we got NIT tonight, Pritch. So I'm looking for a big night tonight at Madison Square Garden. A couple of these totals are on the move in one direction. Some trends here we can look at in the NIT. We got some NBA. Interesting talk with the NBA MVP, which we'll get to, which uh, straw poll came out that kind of gave you a little insight into who might get the MVP. And it may not be the guy you're thinking about but Pritch I'll be honest with you I'm looking for a bounce back day I had a lot of bad beats last night so number one I had the Chicago Blackhawks they're up four nothing in that game beat the closing line got a minus 155 they closed like minus 170 they blow a four nothing lead and lose and then of course that uh that game last night with Coastal Carolina and South Alabama had South Alabama there on the money line what happens they're up by two a three there to, to kill me there at the end and lose it at the buzzer. Oh. So I'm looking for a bounce back day, Pritch. And by the way, what did we say? I wouldn't bet your money line parlay yesterday, but what happened? Of course I didn't bet it and it won. So oh, I was too expensive today. That was Let's too expensive Pritch. though. I mean, by the end of the show, that thing was way sky high, too expensive. Early in the day uh, before the line started moving, obviously that parlay, you know, again, stay away from parlays, right? But uh, that was probably a, a good situation, even though that was a, a sweat, though. Uh, the overcash, you mentioned, like, if you were to participate in that game, Spurs and, and Rockets, the over uh, would be a situation you look at. Yeah, and again, looking at these big line moves like that Celtics game, like I think, you know, on the one hand, really tough day in Boston because Robert mm. Williams goes out with yep. an injury. On the day, you finally get the one seed. But then <laughs> what happens? The Celtics kind of took a page out of the Miami book, Miami yeah. Heat playbook, you know, covering that number and going to overtime, only losing by a couple points despite having a lot of their, you know, starters there not playing. So uh, lots going on, Pritch. It's a big day. How you feeling, my man? Let's have a big Tuesday. Absolutely. Feeling good. Feeling good, Josh. Uh, you know, um, the thing about the Eastern Conference, there's so many ways to bet the situations uh, in the Eastern Conference when it comes to association, and we're going to outline some of them. Uh, let's start with that MVP watch, though, uh, because there could be an opportunity for sure. I mean, you look at these three candidates that we have, Joel Embiid, uh, he's minus 185 uh, there here as a favorite. You got Nikola Jokic uh, plus 170 and Giannis. Giannis at 10 to 1, the Greek freak right there. So, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know where the voters are going to go here because I've, hear, I've heard a debate. 
many, many times, Josh. Now, stats, uh, impact. Uh, yeah, you can have the impact like LeBron, but you're losing. So are, are we going to discount that or not? Um, uh, achievement, right? I mean, Jokic, what he's doing, uh, this guy is incredible. Uh, but certainly, you know, how do you define the MVP or how, how do you define for the voters and, and certainly try to align with the voters in your betting uh, when it comes to the MVP in the NBA? Yeah, so I think first off, you know, we were kind of saying, hey, Joel Embiid really has an inside track here, going to get the MVPs, having a career year, averaging almost 30 points a game. And the odds have really reflected that. You know, he's gotten up mm -hmm. as high as around minus 200 across the market. But here's the thing, Pritch. I'm thinking we hit uh, the Joker right now, Nikola Jokic, because there was a really good article that came out from Tim Bontemps from ESPN where he conducted a straw poll with about 100 media members asking them, hey, you know, if you were to vote right now for MVP, who would you go with? Well, it turns out, Jokic got 62 first place votes. Uh, Joel Embiid only got 29. They also did this thing in terms of overall votes. Uh, I know it's a little wonky, Pritch, but Jokic got 860 points. Embiid only got 719 points. So uh, you're looking at both these teams, similar records. Denver 45 and 31, Philly 46 and 28. Obviously, you have a slight, uh, you know, um, you know, tip of the cap here to Embiid in terms of points per game, almost 30 points versus 26 for Jokic. Mm -hmm. But then Jokic beats him in rebounds, beats him in assists. And here's the thing, you know, Jokic is doing uh, more with less, in my opinion. Right. Like with all the injuries that Denver has, uh, you know, has, has has suffered here, waiting for Jamal Murray to come back, uh, Porter Jr. as well, and he's kept this team as one of the best teams in the in the West despite all these injuries. Not to take anything away from Embiid, but you've been able to lean on, uh, obviously the trade with James Harden and, uh, you know, Tobias Harris, and you have a better supporting cast. So based on this, you know, straw poll that, that bond temps and ESPN conducted, mm -hmm. I think you're seeing movement here toward Jokic Pritch. And we showed a minute ago, plus 170 on our board, but this just goes to show you how lines can change and lines can move and information can move numbers. I just pulled up uh, BetMGM. They have Embiid minus 115, Jokic minus 105. Wow. So it's becoming a pick them type play here, Pritch. And again, if that straw poll uh, is telling us anything about how the media will vote uh, and have an influence on the voting, I think it's going to be uh, Jokic back-to-back -back years. And I would, if you can find any plus money, shop around. If you can even, you're not going to find, I don't think, a plus 170 anymore. But can you find a plus 110, plus 120? I would hit the Joker right now. Yeah, I mean, he had a triple-double um, yesterday. And so, I mean, the impact. So I'm going to focus on impact because, uh, Josh, you know me. I'm not going to talk about myself this way, but I'll talk about myself. This way for this conversation, uh, I wanted. I was the MVP of our national championship team, and uh, was I the best player on it? No, we had Heisman Trophy finalists. Eric Bieniemy was a, a top three Heisman Trophy finalist. But Alfred Williams won the Butkus Award. But uh, impact, though, right? And so I was told that I was voted MVP of that situation because of the impact that I had on our national championship team. Uh, so if you look at Jokic. Uh, the Joker here, the impact without Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr., uh, that's significant because you, he has this team with a cast of others in position to make a run in the playoffs. Not just make the playoffs, but perhaps make a run in the playoffs because of how dynamic he is on the floor. Giannis, I mean, you can make a case he could win MVP each and every year because he is the great freak, right? And uh, he's putting up outstanding numbers too. But, I mean, I, I think what's round Giannis uh, helps that situation. And the same thing with Joel Embiid. Uh, Adding Harden, in fact, kind of ruins his chances, I would think, uh, to have that significant impact to where it outweighs what the Joker is doing out there in Denver. Yeah, I think you're totally right, Pritch, because, again, when that trade went down and we were talk looking at these odds, and I think at the time, you know, Embiid was like minus 200. Now, we were looking at the Joker. We were looking at Giannis. At that time, you know, LeBron is putting up some incredible numbers here. But as you mentioned, it's kind of like Mike Trout with the Angels. Like, you can be the best player and be awesome, but <laughs> right. if whether you're on the team or off, you're still ter the team's still bad. So what does that tell you in terms of value? But uh, obviously, the, the Harden trade, you know, it takes a little bit off of Embiid's shoulders, and maybe he's looking more toward, you know, obviously wants the MVP and you mm -hmm. want to get any kind of accolade you can get but are the sites really here on hey let's go deep and, and try to win an nba title and to your point too like with the joker i was a little bit you know worried about him being voted in because would there just be joker fatigue he won it last year and you know anytime uh you know a guy wins it one year you know typically you want to vote for someone new and the new you know shiny new object there but i think this straw poll is really really important you know these media members aren't just you know just random people they're people who have influence and know people and who are connected so if you're getting again what do we say? 62 first place votes for Jokic, only 29 for Embiid. That speaks volumes to me. And then also, Pritch, you know, you take Joker off that Nuggets team, 
Maybe they're a 500 team. You take yeah. Embiid off the Sixers, they're probably still above 500 with Maxi and, and Harrison Harden here. So, uh, again, to me, the play is Joker. Right. You would love the 170. But, again, even if you can get something close to even money or just a little bit of plus money, I think Joker is the play. Yeah, Embiid goes for, what, 35-37, and they lose. Uh, so there's a lack of impact right there. Um, uh, you know, let's look at the Eastern Conference, too, because the number one seed's odds are interesting. You, you got the Heat plus 150, the Celtics, everybody's darling now after we pointed them out for a couple months for sure, enjoying that ride with Boston. Uh, they're plus 150. And then you got the 76ers and the Bucks. Okay, the 76ers, uh, 525 plus 525, and then the Bucks plus 600. Uh, they're playing each other, Josh. Uh, tied for second with the Celtics in the East, one game back of the Heat. So my, my question to you, uh, where would you go with a bet like this as these teams jockey for position? But then also, if you go on a losing streak, I mean, my goodness, as bunched up as the East is, you could find yourself in that playing situation. Yeah, you really could, and you kind of hit the nail on the head, Pritch, about a huge game tonight that could impact, you know, one team and hurt another team with the Bucks and the Sixers going head-to-head. And, you know, we'll do a full cap on this game maybe later in the program, but I'll just tell you now, you've had some Bucks money come in tonight at the Sixers. The game open at around, you know, Philly laying two and a half at home. It's down to pretty much a pick em here. So a lot of money's going in Milwaukee's way. They do have a slight rest advantage here. You've seen some money to that over as well. A lot of steam, 227 and a half, up to around 231 and a half or 232. Mm-hmm. But think of it this way, you know, the Bucks win this game again. Closing line value is only as important as you win the bet. But move move to the Bucks here. That would be a win for the Bucks. That would be a loss for the 76ers. And the Bucks right now at plus 600. The oddsmakers are telling you they're kind of in an uphill battle here with just few games remaining. Uh, but you also look at maybe a team like the Heat. Like you know, again, they're at the 14th strength of schedule. You know, the Celtics have a harder strength of schedule. I think the Celtics. I'm not too bullish on them for the number one seed just because of this Robert Williams injury and the resting Tatum and Brown. And do they say, Hey, like, you know, as long as we're a top seed, we get home court. Do we really need the number one seed? I could see them being a little, you know, cautious with their star players down the stretch. So I think the heat, make a lot of sense i'm just worried about you know they're they're fighting they're infighting i don't know if that helps or hurts bridge but there's some turmoil there with their team battling each other uh haslam and jimmy butler so if you're asking me you know who it's going to be or who i think the value play is i think the bucks at plus 600 you win tonight uh again all these teams are just a game back or pretty much tied plus 600 seems like a little bit too much plus money for me i think it should be like maybe 400 or so i look at the bucks maybe to steal this thing well, I mean, it's possible. I mean, I'm looking at the Sixers. They have depth issues. Uh, point that out with that trade. I mean, uh, Seth Curry going over to the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, you know, you're giving up a shooter that you could use right now for sure. Now the Celtics, too, uh, with the management of their players getting gearing up for uh, the playoffs. Uh, but then you got the, the Heat. Like, they are a deep team uh, when it comes to depth, too. So uh, I'd take the 76ers out of it. Maybe take a shot at the Bucks. Uh, who knows? What do you think? You, you just mentioned yeah, that you would. I would I would look at the Bucks at this one again, especially if you win it tonight. Because the beauty of if the Bucks win tonight is you're gonna hurt, you're gonna help yourself, and you're gonna hurt, uh, you know, the Sixers there. Because when you're so close, just those like half games, one way or the other, or a full game can make a huge difference. And you look at the remaining schedule here down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do have the Heat playing at the Celtics, at Chicago, Toronto, Charlotte, Atlanta, Orlando. So yeah. I think maybe the, it makes sense to either the favorite. But I think the Bucks have some value at that number. All right, some betting opportunities for sure in the Eastern Conference. This segment was brought to you by. KFC. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC sandwich today. Uh, Coming up on the program, we got Greg Hoops Peterson. Final four college basketball is next. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. 
Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zikazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Everybody, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID, open an account, and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. You're going to love the state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. And happy to bring on to the program right now, Greg Peterson, v the Greg Peterson uh, experienced host, also Coast to Coast Hoops podcast host as well. Greg, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, guys. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. Um, glad to have you on the program today. Josh and I we were talking about this yesterday. I think the committee's patting themselves on the back with these matchups in the Final Four. Uh, it's incredible uh, to think that we could have the two seeds. Duke could have been a one seed. Who knows if the conference tournament would have been different. Uh, and then and then uh, UNC kind of surprising people here in the Final Four. I want to focus on uh, Nova here for a minute, though. Um, because they got that injury to Justin Moore, and I think that was devastating for sure. And, and looking in, in insight from you on how Nova probably could adjust in their matchup against uh, Kansas. I think that we're probably going to see what we wound up seeing last year in the NCAA tournament from Villanova in those three games that they wound up playing. They played at a pace that if they would have continued that during either last regular season or this regular season, would have been the slowest tempo in all of college basketball, slower than Virginia. That's how much they just wound up grinding things out. And I think that you're going to see the exact same thing here. You've got a guy in Justin Moore that's able to give you right around 14, 15 points per game. But with Villanova, now that you're pretty much going to go with the five-man rotation, unless if Chris Archie Diacono is getting more minutes, you're going to be going with pretty much that five-man rotation, which if you're going to be able to run that at any time during the season, it's right here because you've got longer breaks. You've got the halftime, which gets prolonged in the final four. So I do think that that's the way that Villanova is going to operate And Villanova. They are able to hang their hat on the fact that they are the number one free throw shooting team in all of college basketball. Shooting is collective 83%. Rockley enough, Justin Moore at 74% was like the worst guy out of all the rotation pieces. So they're able to do a solid job there, but I think the blueprint has been set for Villanova. Make this game as slow and as grimy as possible. And if you recall last year when Baylor made their run and they wound up winning the title, they got arguably their toughest game against Villanova because they brand that style to perfection. 
Greg, it's great to talk to you. And again, really excited to uh, get to this final four, obviously. And I know you got your spreadsheet for MLB ready to go. So baseball right around the corner. But, uh, you know, we've seen the movement toward Kansas in this one, obviously with that more injury, minus three and a half up to minus four and a half. But I want to ask you about Duke, North Carolina. You know, there really hasn't been any movement at all. Most of these books open Duke laying four. Some books were four and a half, like for a brief moment in time. Looks like maybe the plus four and a half with UNC got hit with the hook, bring it back down to four. But really no movement to speak of here. You're at BetMGM. And I think, Greg, I'm handling this almost like an NFL or, or a, a football week because you have so much time until these games start that, you know, it kind of makes me want to monitor just the movement and the percentages every single day. As of now, you have 60% of bets on UNC. The line really hasn't moved at all. Any thoughts on this game? Are you surprised the line hasn't moved? This is a perfect number. Uh, any lean either way, either laying it with Duke or grabbing the points with UNC? This is one which right now I wouldn't be really playing anything as right now because I wound up setting my line at four. At four and a half, I think that you've got a little bit of value with North Carolina. I do think that this is a case in which if you don't see anything that you like right now, much like myself, no need to force anything. It's only Tuesday. You've got until Saturday to be able to play something. Now, what I do take a look at is an under because what we've seen with regards to these 16 Elite Eight games, heck, it happened in the college basketball classic games yesterday. We have been seeing unders, unders, and more unders in all of these games. We've had one first half over and one full game over since the beginning of the Sweet 16. And that's where we've seen a little bit of movement on this game because the total opened up at 149.5. It's up to 151. Both games are in the regular season. Did wind up going over between Duke and North Carolina. But I do think that you've got value with an under. They're playing these games at the New Orleans Superdome. It's a stadium that is set up for football. And typically when you wind up having a football stadium that basketball is being played in, the shooter's eye is not necessarily so tremendous. So I do take a look there. But if you're someone that is looking to play the side and you've got a relatively tight differential like I do, just sit tight, monitor the line like you were talking about, and don't feel like you need to force something up on Tuesday or Wednesday when this game is going to be played on Saturday. And typically when it comes to big games like this, most of the action winds coming about 24 hours before the game. We're speaking with Greg Peterson, uh, host of Coast to Coast Hoops podcast, which, by the way, is top college basketball podcast in the business. Congratulations on that, uh, Greg. Absolutely. Follow you on Twitter at uh, GUnit underscore 81. Um, so to that point, because you mentioned about pace uh, with the matchup of Nova and Kansas, uh, a shorter rotation as well. Duke, we know they have a short, a short rotation. And, and certainly I, I've been surprised that they have not been challenged by foul calls at all. Uh, so to your point, I mean, as as betters, should we should we factor in officiating uh, when it comes to the final four, knowing the situations for two uh, teams here in this situation? I do think that it depends upon the style as well, because you've got teams that they do a great job of being able to draw fouls and you've got other teams that they don't necessarily do such a great job. And with Villanova among teams that want to making the NCAA tournament in terms of three-point rate, merely the amount of shots that you wind up taking from three-point range, they were number one out of all teams that want to make in the NCAA tournament. And when you wind up taking a lot of threes, that means that you're not going to draw as many fouls as a team that yeah. they're looking to drive it in. They're looking to really try to get inside the painted area. So I do think that that is something that you want to factor in. And Villanova's just rate of being able to draw fouls, that's a little bit smaller. You'll notice that a lot of the fouls that they wind up getting at the end of the game when they're up like six points with a minute left to go and teams are looking to just pretty much try to prolong the game in any way humanly possible. So I do think that you ought to factor that in as well. And then if you're looking at officiating in general, I don't think that I'm saying anything too outlandish here when I say the officiating could be a little bit better this NCAA <laughs> tournament, but I really don't think any team has benefited slash deficited. I take a look at everyone saying that there's going to be some conspiracy to get Duke into the national championship. And if you look at the way that these games have played out, Duke has earned every single bit of it. They haven't gotten the wrong end of the calls. They haven't necessarily gotten the right end of the calls. It's just been bad across the board. So that's something that I take a look at with regards to officiating. Don't expect that the calls are going to go your way, but at the same time, it's been relatively fair. 
Greg, I'm curious if you have any thoughts on uh, the futures play here to win the whole thing, to cut down the nets. Obviously, we're only down to four teams right now. So, you know, theoretically, you have a better chance than we started. The books are happy because Gonzaga got knocked off. They had a lot of ability on Gonzaga. Uh, but I'm looking at, you know, Duke and in, in, in um, Kansas here, Greg. You know, on the one hand, Duke, it just feels like, you know, hey, is there something bigger going on? Are the stars aligning? Coach K's last year. Now it's Duke UNC. Paulo Bancaro is your favorite for most outstanding player right now. Plus 155. They're getting 9% of bets, but 11% of money. But I'm thinking, does Kansas have value? You know, they have a, they're a bigger favorite, only a half point, but you saw the line move in their favor. Villanova is, is down more. And you look at Kansas, 5.6% of bets, almost 8% of money. I guess what I'm getting at, you know, uh, Greg is, do any of these teams interest you? And do you think maybe Kansas could be more of a value play than Duke is right now? I do think that Kansas is a little bit more of a value play because I do think that it's a case in which you're catching Villanova at just the right time. And I mean, if you take a look at all the one seeds, Kansas got by far the best draw out of all of them with the way that they were able to get to the final four. You play against a 10 seed in Miami. You wind up having in your region, Wisconsin versus Auburn. So they were able to get a nice clear path to the final four. Now that they're here at the final four, they benefit from that injury to Justin Moore. So I do think that there is a little bit of something to that. And I think that Kansas is the best team in all of college basketball at this point that is remaining in this field because Remy Martin has been able to step up a McDonald's or a All-American candidate at the beginning part of the season was a little bit banged up. And up until what we wanted seeing in the Elite Eight, his point total had actually risen in eight consecutive games. So that tells you what sort of a impact that he's having on Kansas and Kansas as well. 68 points or fewer allowed in seven out of their last eight games. Typically, when it comes to champions in the NCAA tournament, you need a top 30 defense with regards to adjusted efficiency. And Kansas, I believe, was outside of that starting the NCAA tournament. Now they're getting closer and closer because they really have been able to round into form. So I do like the way that Kansas is playing right now. Hoops, we got about a minute left. Uh, we got the other, another, or different in uh, Final Four, the NIT. Uh, picks from the NIT tournament that's underway tonight. I want up taking two with Washington State. Right now, seeing that at one and a half. If you're right now taking a look at it right now, I'd be holding pads, seeing if you wind up getting any line movement there. I also like St. Bonaventure laying a point and a half. This is being played in the state of New York, St. Bonaventure. They are in the state of New York, and I mentioned it with regards to the unders. The DK Nation pick that I wanted giving out under in St. Bonaventure versus Xavier. Liked it a little bit earlier with Washington State versus Texas A&M. We've seen a full four-point move, though, from 136 to 132, so I'd be staying away there. Cannot thank you enough, Greg. Uh, awesome, as always. Uh, enjoy the games and good luck as well. You too. Thank you. Absolutely. Greg Peterson, outstanding segment as always. Again, follow him on Twitter at GUnit underscore 81. Uh, to the NFL we go, Josh. Some new rules. It's coming up next. This is Betting Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. Zen nicotine pouches is a fresh way to enjoy nicotine. Zen nicotine pouches are smoke-free and spit-free and available from food-grade ingredients. Just open a child restraint lid and place the pouch between your upper lip and gum for up to one hour of real nicotine satisfaction. Zen is available in 10 varieties and two, and two strengths. Uh, three milligrams for fresh nicotine satisfaction and six milligrams for even more nicotine enjoyment. Simple and discreet. You can enjoy Zen anywhere and anytime. Find your freedom, find your satisfaction find your zen visit zen.com that's zyn.com to learn more and to find zen nicotine pouches near you zen nicotine pouches are for adults over 21 who currently use tobacco or nicotine warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America presented by Betham Jim. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum with you. So, Josh, to the NFL, uh, they tweaked the overtime rules. Uh, they only tweaked them for the playoffs, though. So, uh, in other words, I guess each team gets a possession in overtime and then a sudden death after that. What do you think? 
Yeah, so I actually like this rule, Pritch. And, you know, I think the whole point is, you know, in the regular season, I think you stick with what you got. You know, sometimes the breaks go your way. Sometimes they don't, whether you get your first possession and score. But when you get to the playoffs, everything's on the line. And as betters, this is kind of a godsend here because I think this just makes it, you know, a little more even where you can have that team that maybe gets scored on. You get a possession to come back, make the game more interesting. But from a betting perspective, I think this opens a huge window here for live lining and in-game wagering, Pritch, because, you know, it used to be that, again, you know, you, you score early. It's over with you know we saw that with the bills game against kansas city now it went the other way with my patriots in that game uh, where gronk had a bunch of catches with tom brady when they beat uh you know the uh, the chiefs at arrowhead a few years ago but kind of before brady left so it can help you it can hurt you but i think when you get to you know everything on the line in the playoffs i think it's only fair that both teams get to possess the ball uh you know both sides here so uh, again in-game wagering i think will only be more exciting because i think the odds are going to be more uh, you maybe see more value and maybe the team who gets scored on to come back and score themselves you could even maybe have a situation where you're arbitraging you know getting maybe uh, plus money on both sides so i think it's a great you know uh, rule change here pritch I'm glad it's only for playoffs and not regular season. Uh, but what's your take as a former NFL player? You know, I feel like if, if it helps you and you win, you're like, don't change it, don't change it. But if you lose, you're like, man, if we only got one more possession, we could have scored and we could have won. So, yeah. uh, Pritch, what's your take on this? New it's game? like the NFL is trying their hardest not to be like college football, to be honest with you, Josh. I mean, <laughs> what's the solution? Because you get the sudden death and then, okay, whoever basically has that ball last is going to win. Or, or say you trade scores. The first team scores, the second team scores. Okay, the next team, obviously, you got the advantage right there. So a two-for-one situation. Um, so I, I, it's interesting. There could be some strategy involved, like who's going to uh, elect to have the ball. Like coin toss, certainly. Are you going to elect to have the ball? Are you going to defer in uh, overtime in the playoffs? So I, I don't know. I mean, this is a, a direct correlation to what happened in the Kansas City-Buffalo game. Not every team has Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen at quarterback, though. Uh, so in other playoff games, I, I'm, I'm be fascinated to see how this plays out. Me too, Pritch. And again, my thoughts are really just, you know, from the betting angle of, of live lining and how I think that can be so important. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, in terms of totals, like, you know, what if the total on the game, you know, is, uh, I don't know, 45 and, you know, you have a, uh, you know, I don't know, a 20 to 20 game going into overtime. It opens an opportunity for maybe, uh, of course, we're overtime where unders go to die now hitting some overs <laughs> here. So there's so many different betting implications. Absolutely. But to me, Pritch. I'll take more football. I'll take more possessions in a game like that. Uh, you know, that bills and Kansas city chiefs game, you really would have loved, you know, as I, I was on the bills and the points in that one, you would have loved another opportunity there to possess the ball. So uh, either way, you got to give credit to the NFL. Unlike baseball, mm. who is like unwilling to do anything to change and make the game more interesting. Football does it every single year. The NFL gets it. MLB does not universal DH though. Josh, you got that. Go that is, I will give him that. I'll <laughs> okay. give him that. I want uh, a pitch clock though. Pitch. <laughs> right. a pitch clock. Speaking of your Patriots, I mean, Robert Kraft is tired of not uh, winning in the playoffs. So we'll see what the Patriots can do this year. And then also uh, some news in terms of Trey Lance, uh, probably going to move closer to being that starting quarterback. I think we already knew that uh, from a betting standpoint, future standpoint, I, I don't think any of those headlines move the needle though. Right. I mean, I I'm not thinking the Patriots all of a sudden uh, with that kind of pressure from their owner uh, is going to get the job done winning in the playoffs this year. Oh, Pritch, I thought signing Jabril Pe uh, Peppers to a one-year deal, that was going to change the Patriots' odds here to catch up with everybody who's lapped them. But, no, not moving the needle too much here, but I do like, as a Patriots fan, that Kraft is given a little bit of a hot seat here to mm -hmm. Belichick. Yeah. To me, and I was, I was getting ready for the show, I always listen to, you know, I do my, you know, looking at the numbers, and I listen to Boston uh, Sports Radio, and they're saying how Kraft kind of subtly was, you know, holding Belichick's feet to the fire. Three years, uh, no playoff wins. You know, some, he said another thing, like, sometimes I don't understand what Belichick's doing. He has mm -hmm. a unique way of doing things when they asked him you know why don't you have an offensive coordinator why don't you have a defensive coordinator so i like the fact that you know bill in one way belichick still operates with the hey we're the patriots we can do anything but newsflash brady was a huge reason why you could do whatever you wanted brady is no longer there you got to change your stripes and not just feel like hey we're so smart and everyone's so stupid so i like the fact that Kraft seems to be holding belichick's feet to the fire because again he's gotten a little too complacent here thinking he still has brady when brady's long gone yeah we had discussion on the number one overall pick the odds were out now we have odds Josh here for the number two overall pick. So here's where it gets really intriguing uh, about these prices here. Uh, Trayvon Walker, we've been talking about him. He's rising up the boards, a lot of draft boards apparently, and he's plus 225 to go number two overall, another edge guy. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson is at plus 250. 
to pres- uh, you know, the assumed number one pick overall right there. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton, I don't know much about him yet, doing some work on him right now. He's at plus 500, and then you got the quarterback, Malik Willis. Uh, at plus 500 as well at number two overall. I don't think that's happening, but but what do you think about these numbers? So first off, thank God we get these new numbers and new props every single day. And if you're like into NFL draft betting, which I am, I think it's really an information-based bet where if you do your homework, you can really pad your bankroll a little bit. We're getting new ones every single day, which is fantastic. I actually looked on BetMGM today. We have over-under for draft positions, over-under for players and uh, you know number of players per position. So this is fantastic. So I think if you're looking at number one, Hutchinson. I think Hutchinson does go number one. He's minus 225. You had Kuiper and McShay. We talked about it yesterday, talking about how it makes so much sense, and they already fortified their line. And Hutchinson is you know kind of the, your best prospect here. So if you assume that Hutchinson goes one, Number two, obviously Trayvon Walker, a guy you're familiar with, Pritch, who was one a huge part of that ferocious, you know, Georgia defense here. Mm-hmm. He's made a huge rise. Like, you know, I've been looking at mock drafts. You know, I do it pretty much all year. I'm like a crazy person like yeah. that. But you go back a month or two months, Walker was really not even a top five or a top ten player. So he's a guy who's really, really risen up the board. He is your favorite now to go second overall. I think Hutchinson plus 250 is just the books saying, hey, if something happens where the Jags mess it up, which they're known to do, you got to at least put Hutchinson as the co-favorite there. But I'll throw one name at you, Pritch. I was on Twitter earlier today. I was reading a lot of uh, pro football focus stuff. Uh, Eric Eager, a couple people that I respect. They were saying Malik Willis, second overall, the quarterback. Uh, from Liberty, who really impressed there in the Senior Bowl, is I, I think you know Walker. They're telling you Walker's the the favorite there to go second, but I wouldn't dismiss Willis. He's minus two hundred now to be the first quarterback selected. Remember, we were doing shows where he was plus money, and we're holding some good tickets on him, like plus one seventy, and was Kenny Pickett at the time. We went through all that hand size stuff where then Willis overlap Pickett, but I don't know if Willis will go second overall. But think of it this way, Pritch. There, there are smart people who are tying Willis to the second overall pick. He's really impressed. And again, if you want to restart your franchise here, yeah, you could get a good defensive player, but uh, nothing is more important than a star quarterback. And if you could hit on Willis and you're high on him for Detroit, that could be a really interesting move that could shake up the draft board. So I'm thinking maybe Willis could be a guy to look at at plus 500, even though Walker is your your favorite to go second overall at plus 225. So you're going with the shake up the draft board theory on this one. And then also uh, apparently hard knocks, right? The hard knocks effect uh, there with Campbell and drafting a quarterback uh, going to Detroit. Exactly. And, you know, you look at golf, he's a placeholder, obviously, you know, they got a ton of money there right. and you traded for him. You kind of had to, to, you know, make the money work and at least have someone at quarterback. But, you know, if you're a young team and again, uh, Mr. Kneecaps, I'm always a fan of, he covered a <laughs> lot of numbers over last year, Pritch can't wait for hard knocks. But I think if you want to generate some excitement and if all, you know, again, I'm not an X's and O guys when it, guy, when it comes to football, but all I'm hearing from people who know football is that Willis is kind of that unicorn who can both run and pass kind of the new style, the new wave of quarterback. And if he is, what people think he is it makes kind of sense to go number two to the lions who want to reboot their franchise give them some you know some vitality and some invigoration so again you have walker the favorite right keep an eye on willis he's minus 200 to go first overall that tells me something i think what's intriguing too josh is a draft and so you got the jets both new york teams with two first round picks inside the top 10 uh, the Seattle Seahawks are now in the top 10 because of that trade with Russell Wilson and the Broncos. And you got Atlanta, too, at number eight uh, in the top 10. But when you have two teams from New York uh, with two top 10 picks, that ve- gets very, very interesting for this draft. Okay, the number three overall pick, the odds are out there, too. Equano, uh, um, he's plus 200. Uh, Neil is plus 250, both offensive tackles right there. Uh, and then we can throw in Walker just in case something crazy happens uh, at plus 500. Thibodeau, he's plus 700. And then Kyle Hamilton, again, the safety from Notre Dame, plus 800. Kyle Hamilton, he's interesting because he's kind of throwback, right? He's, he's 6'4", 220, uh, has a lot of range and can operate in the, around the pocket as well. Yeah, so I think, you know, again, we don't really know how, what, the, what the Texans are going to do with this pick. Obviously, you're kind of restock and, re, you know, retool with Watson leaving. Taquanu, mm-hmm. maybe a lineman makes sense, but that one's hard to predict, Rich. That, that one's up in the air right now. Yeah, that one is up in the air, but we'll get closer and closer to the draft and more information will come out for sure, more leaks. Uh, we'll have to keep the track of those as you want to bet this draft coming up. Uh, so, Josh, we got to get uh, back to your best bet stuff. That's coming up next, the last segment of the program right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. 
Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. This is Betty Across America with Mike Pritchard and Josh Applebaum on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM welcomes you with a special offer on the NBA. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any game. If either team hits a three pointer, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet. Plus, earn BetMGM rewards points that can be redeemed for online bonuses or converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM is proud to be an authorized gaming partner of. Of the NBA. Download the app or go to betmgm.com and use bonus code VSIN200 to win $200 in free bets. If a three-pointer is made in the game you wager on, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be at least 21. It's a new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Welcome back to the show. It's Betting Across America. Mike Pritchard, Josh Applebaum. So to the NBA we go, Josh. Uh, the Jazz and the Clippers. The Clippers uh, on a losing streak. So are the Jazz, certainly. But the Jazz laying a point and a half on the road, 217 and a half to total. PG, Paul George uh, has been working out. Uh, I don't know. I, I think he's been upgraded. We'll see if it's questionable or not. And, 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 and he's going to be rusty. I mean, at this point, he's been off the floor for so long. Uh, how do you look at this matchup between the Jazz and the Clippers? Yeah, so spoiler, I money line the Jazz in this spot. You do have a dog-to-fave line move toward Utah. A lot of these books open, and I think the odds makers were kind of saying, hey, the, you know, Paul George could be making his debut. As of now, he's a, I think he's officially upgraded to questionable, uh, but the line movement is kind of telling you, like, maybe he doesn't play tonight. The other thing here is, as a big injury-based play, this is why the NBA, to me, is the most difficult sport to bet on right now. Mm. Uh, Rudy Gobert, questionable. Bogdanovich, questionable. Daniel House, not a huge player, but he's questionable as well. Same thing with Paul George. You still have some injuries, obviously, Kawhi's been out. Norman Powell is also missing. So the way I look at it is, you know, if you're reading the line movement, and again, it's going one direction. It could, it could, before you know it, go back the other way if Paul George is in. 
but really it's all been moving toward the Jazz. The Jazz open, you know, getting a point and a half here as a dog. You've now seen them flip to a minus one and a half point favorite. And as you mentioned, Pritch, both these teams are, are dying for a win on big losing streaks for both these teams. The Jazz have lost four straight. Clippers have lost, I think, like six or seven straight. So obviously both teams are desperate here. But I'll put some faith into this line move with the Jazz. Maybe the line going to the Jazz is uh, maybe uh, some smart money or people who know something, uh, your ear to the ground here, some kind of source play that maybe, you know, uh, you know Paul George is out and then it, you're looking at maybe Gobert and Bogdanovich in. That's the way the line is kind of telling you. So I money line the Jazz. Again, it's a dog to fave line move, but this is why the NBA is so difficult. Are these true line moves? You know, every every line move is true, basically, because the odds makers are adjusting the line in the direction based on where money or, you know, uh, weather or injury are coming in but i differentiate kind of a a sharp true move that's just based on you know where the edge is and who you know respected betters like versus an injury based move where they're moving the number because maybe you're seeing some uh some injuries that are going to favor the jazz and kind of hurt the clippers here so uh it's a 10 o'clock game pritch i'm totally prepared for this line to maybe <laughs> go the other way if paul george is in but i did money line the jazz here i like that dog to fave line move shop around i got him around minus 120 donovan mitchell with the ankle situation too he's always hot. i mean get close to the playoffs all of a sudden his ankle starts to bother him uh the last 10 games when it comes to ats i mean both teams have been really poor uh three six and one uh the last two, 10 games for utah uh, and then you think about two seven and one for the clippers too you mentioned a lift i mean i think the clippers could use one and certainly pg whether or not he's going to play uh him being involved in practice or workouts it's like it's like a team looking for something positive because i i thought the clippers we're just going to accept the fact that their two superstars weren't going to be with them. And, and certainly we can kiss the, uh, the playoffs goodbye or, or play in situation, but certainly a championship goodbye this year. And it's, that, that can weigh on you as a player, Josh. It really can. And I think, you know, on the other hand, you know, if you have one of your guys coming back and practicing gives you a big boost, right. you're like, hey, Chris our Paul. big dogs, you know, close to coming back. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Same thing with Chris Paul. You know, the other thing is, like, I wouldn't want to face the Clippers if you get, you know, Paul George back. Like, right now, they're going to be in the play-in. Right, right now, they're the eighth seed. So, that's going to be a difficult out. I think at this point, you're saying, hey, we're not going to be in, you know, the top six. We're going to have to play in the play-in tournament. Uh, but, again, if you have a Clippers team getting healthy at the right time, keep an eye out for that. Pritch, also, by the way, another reason why I kind of like the Jazz tonight, uh, not only is it a buy-low spot, dog-to-fave line move in their favor, but you look at offensive efficiency. Jazz are number one in the NBA. The Clippers are 26th. So that's a big advantage there offensively. And Utah is 2-0 against the Clippers this year. Beat them 124-103 and 121-92. So, again, I'm hoping the Jazz guys are healthy. Yeah. Hoping Paul George is out. I money line the Jazz tonight. All right, two teams on those losing streaks right there. Need to get right. Uh, two teams that need to avoid a losing streak. Uh, Josh, we talked about them earlier in the show, Milwaukee and Philly. Just because the Eastern Conference is so bunched up and uh, really four games separate uh, the play-in situation, if you look at it, right, and uh, can, av can have to avoid uh, slumping here. Uh, it's a tight spread, though. Philly's laying a point here at the South Point, 231.5 uh, is the total. Depth concerns for the 76ers persist, but then management or load management from the situation for the Bucks uh, as well in play, I, I believe as well. 231 and a half is the total. What do you think? I'm with you, Pritch. And I think the importance of line movement is like, you know, did the line go to the Sixers? Did it go to the Bucks? Like, if you see just a minus one, you're like, give me the Sixers all day here. Mm -hmm. But if you're a line movement guy like me, you want to know how this thing opened and how it moves. So, uh, again, what I like about the Bucks in this spot is this line actually opened at some shops, you know, Sixers minus two and a half, minus three, something like that. It's gotten all the way down to a pick them or a minus one. It tells me a lot of money coming in here on Milwaukee. Milwaukee does have a one day rest advantage. They last played the 26th versus the 27th here for Philly. Um, so I'd lean bucks here. My only concern is, you know, you're missing the, the best of it. You know, we can find a one, maybe you grab a one, but if you're at a pick them again, you're at a money line play now at this point, if you really like Milwaukee, the play that I do have in pocket though, Pritch, is I took the over in this game. Okay. Uh, the total open 227 and a half. It's in bed up all the way. We're showing 231 and a half on our board, but you're seeing a lot of steam continued this afternoon. I'm looking at some 232 and a half, some 233s even. So uh, got a little bit earlier, but one thing I like about this one, uh, system-based driven play. If you look at over steam, three points or more, a line rises at least three points, uh, that over is 57% this year. So that's kind of been indicative of, hey, big money steam in the over, typically it, it flies over. Now you get worried because you're quote-unquote chasing steam and not getting the best of it, but it hasn't mattered too much. This big steam has come through. You also have both teams top 15 offensive efficiency, uh, rested and ready to go. And they have trended over recently, especially with Philadelphia nine and four, their last 13 head to head 
against Milwaukee. So I think both teams get up for this game. I lean Milwaukee with the move in their favor, and I am holding the over in this game, a ticket in my pocket as well, Prince. Okay, let's get to the NIT. Uh, looking forward to this uh, topic, uh, Josh. Uh, you got the final four, the Bonnies. Uh, and Xavier is certainly Texas A&M and Washington State. So let's start with the Bonnies and Xavier. Uh, who do you like in this matchup? If you like a side, 139 and a half is the total. So I laid off the side, Pritch. There was a little movement towards Xavier. A lot of these books open Bonnie's lane two down to one and a half. Some books for one and a half staying one and a half. You have somewhat of a, you know, kind of a split ticket count here. So there really hasn't moved too much, but there were some twos down to one and a half. But I didn't end up playing the spread, but I took the under in this one, Pritch. I took the under 139 and a half. This total opened around 140 and a half down to 139 and a half. Unlike, you know, your basketball classics from last night, you know, this NIT is a true neutral court. This is going to be mm -hmm. at Madison Square Garden in New York City. So, you know, big bright lights, neutral court under system, the total fell. And what's important to me is you have two thirds of bets on the over, yet the total fell. So kind of a classic reverse line move, public over, yet the line fell. And really the Bonnies, you're banking on their really slow pace. They average 65.8 uh, tempo, according to Ken Palm. I mean, that that's down by Virginia territory. Uh, and again, Xavier's a little quicker. They're around 68. But my point here would be neutral court under, you know, uh, unfamiliar sight lines, yep. making it harder on your offense. Maybe your front rim some shots. The sight lines are off. Public over, but yet line falling. Give me the under 139 and a half here for Xavier and St. Bonaventure. Yeah, that total open at 142, like you mentioned. So 139 and a half, uh, maybe not too much steam if you still want to jump on that under right there. Okay, Washington State uh, and A&M. Uh, I think we're all familiar with Washington State in here. Ben Wilson called the game FS1, our producer, Washington State, over my buffs, by the way. Uh, and, I, <laughs> you know, Washington State is just one of those – one of those teams, Josh, they're catching a point and a half here. 132 uh, is the total. What do you think? Yeah, and I'm, I kind of love Washington State just in general. I've been riding them this tournament. They had a big last two games, two-and-a-half-point dog against SMU, two-and-a-half-point dog against BYU. They win both spots. So they've been a really impressive team here. I fully admit, Pritch, this is kind of the toughest game to cap okay. uh, tonight of all the games, of all the sports here, because on the one hand, all movement and liability has been toward Texas A&M. They opened laying one-and-a-half. They got up to two. Uh, I don't know if they ever got to two-and-a-half, but they got up to two at one point. They're back down to one-and-a-half. They're juiced up, minus one-and-a-half, minus 115. Like, it may get back up to two. Uh, but the other thing is they're really, really popular. They're getting about 80% of bets across the market. So this was really difficult for me to cap. You know, the under did get hit. I'd lean under here, 133 down to 132 and a half. Both teams are 3-0 to the under this tournament. I did money line Texas A&M uh, because you have uh, kind of an edge here, a better conference they come from. Uh, Buzz Williams, I was reading about him. His, his players are really excited for this one. So it's a tough one, Pritch. The contrarian plays Washington State. I'm money line Texas A&M. It was a hard one for me. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck either way for sure. Appreciate it, Pritch. Let's, let's do it again tomorrow. What do you say? Yes, absolutely. Definitely we're going to do that. Uh, certainly looking forward to that again, Josh. Great job today. Uh, stay tuned for The Edge right here on Vcent, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. <laughs> I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.